knows how to play poker. 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 But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. Poker. This is Poker Action Line, a weekly poker show with your hosts, Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. And welcome once again, everyone. Big Dave, along with Abby Daniels, joining me in the studio tonight. Uh, Joe, again, out uh, recovering from his uh, medical issues that he uh, suffered a couple of weeks ago. If you didn't hear last week's show, we talked a little bit about it. Joe had a a minor stroke uh, while he was driving to his other job uh, over the weekend. Uh, Not this past weekend, but the weekend before and uh, spent a few nights in the hospital. So uh, uh, we wish him all the best. He's uh, doing pretty good, sounds in great spirits, and uh, uh, should make a full recovery here shortly. It's easy for me to say, but uh, Joe had to take a few weeks off from the show. Probably might miss next week, too, but uh, we'll see who, if we can get a few people in here uh, over the next couple of weeks and, and help him out. But uh, Abby was kind enough uh, to uh, sit in with me tonight. Uh, she is a good friend from nearly the beginning of the show, uh, burst on the scene about the same time we did, although your burst was much better. Uh, mm-hmm. Thanks for uh, coming over. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Uh, we met Abby in 2011. The show started in 2010, and uh, uh, shortly thereafter, or actually, uh, I guess about a year maybe into the show, I think it was 2011 that you uh, made the final table exactly. at the uh, WPT. Yep. It's right after, uh, I remember uh, July 1st of that first year, Poker took off because all of a sudden the handcuffs came off poker. They could have some big tournaments, and everyone was super excited. People moved to town here to uh, take part. Right. And uh, you had just started playing. Uh, You told me that uh, the WPT tournament was just your second tournament, and you made the final TV table. Crazy. And finished uh, fourth (laughs) place, I believe. It was fantastic and such a great story because – you were a successful businesswoman. Right. Uh, how long have you been playing poker? Did you play in home games and stuff Yeah, for a while? you know, and certainly not hold them, you know, at okay. that point in time all growing Seven up. Seven-card stud? But we would play... Or five-card draw? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Five-card draw. We'd play seven-card stud. We'd play jack swine, you know, yeah. one-eyed jack swine. You know, baseball. Any of those games. But it was... That was the environment I was brought up in as well. Right. You know, my mom and my dad were card players. My mom both being a bridge player and my, and all of us played poker. Uh-huh. Back then we'd sit around the table as I was growing up as a it kid wasn't, and play It wasn't poker. one of those houses where gambling was taboo, Oh no, obviously. No, but, no we, but, but our gambling was with uh, either toothpicks or pennies or right. things like that. Did you, uh, you, you told me you were good friends with Kevin Schaffel, uh, who... Uh, uh, made the final table in the World Series of Poker, I think, about that same time. Yeah, so the year before, um, Kevin was a November Niner, and he also made the final table just three months prior to that of the LA po- the WPT LA Poker Classic. Okay. Okay. And, um, you know, I played a little bit, but I don't even know if I had been into a casino and played. Maybe, okay. you know, maybe. Um, It was maybe right around that time that I started playing, and um, certainly I was intrigued by all of it, and I went out to Vegas, in fact, um, with Kevin as a November Niner to cheer him on, and um, just started playing more and asking him questions, and he really kind of mentored me. Well, I remember that first year uh, because they had uh, the opening tables in the Hard Rock Live, uh, which was their concert 
Right. Uh, and it was the table. Uh, the floor was full of like 50, 60, 70 tables. Who knows how many? Uh, and of course, we expected all the local big names like Jason Mercier and uh, the Grinder and all those people. And I here. didn't even know those people at that time. Right, I was right. so new. And and I have to tell you because it's really a funny story. You know, I'm being interviewed. Here I am, a female, and I come in fourth, and um, and I'm being interviewed. And what do you think of Alan Barry? And what did deep inside I'm going? I think I'm supposed to know these people. I have no idea who. Any of these people are. <laughs> Alan Barry, who just disappeared from poker, basically, he I think. certainly has. But a uh, young, smart-ass kind of guy that's uh, <laughs> uh, interesting for poker, I think. But uh, was written up that year, I remember, as uh, a guy that Jason had backed, uh, him and Dan O'Brien. And that was yeah. a big uh, ESPN, uh, ma- the magazine story, and uh, kind of brought some... Some good, some bad uh, yeah. publicity for the game. But anyway, uh, that first year, I, I'm just thinking back on it now, and you made the final table. There was all these big-name players, whether you knew them or not, that uh, you found out later that you were playing against the Phil Hellmuth or Daniel Negreanu or whoever, uh, and you made the final table, which was right. tremendous. Now you have to go into the separate uh, final table set up with the, with the black curtains and the lights and everything, and... and uh, you did a tremendous job. I remember. Oh, uh, thanks. Uh, Justin Zaki was at that table, and and Alan Barry was at that table, and uh, Tommy. Uh, Tommy Vitas, uh, who I there? think was the first one out. If I if I um, I believe he was sixth. Okay. And maybe then Barry, yeah. but uh, right. I remember you knocked out. I think you knocked out Justin with it, and he was really upset because he got cooler a couple times. But uh, anyway, Taylor von Kriegenberg was the winner that year, and that that burst you on the scene. Now here we are. Uh, six years later, uh, almost, yeah. and uh, you've had success, uh, maybe not as much as you've wanted, but uh, it's been a, a solid career, and and uh, you told me that you're not working regularly, uh, so you're basically enjoying your life. Was that life-changing money, or? Uh? No. <laughs> no. Um, I had um, a very successful career, and I was CEO of a of a pretty decent-sized company, and um, my life-changing money a little bit came when the company was sold um, that I was CEO of, and so I was fine to retire. So chump change at the poker table, or what? I'm not going to say chump change, no matter what. It's not (laughs) chump change. I I value the dollar, Um, but it was not life-changing for me. Okay. Uh, Was the experience life-changing for you? Yes. Okay. Now, that was. Tell me a little about that. the excitement was and uh, you probably thought um, I guess like most people do at that point well, I'm good I'm going to be making a couple of final tables every year did you no, realize it was that no difficult? I truly did not think that okay um, and again I was such a novice you know at that time mm-hmm. I really was um, and I'm kind of proud of myself for how well I did for as little as when I look back now, that I really did know okay. back then, you know. Um, but I was very comfortable at the table because I was always comfortable in front of a group right. or, you know. Public speaking and, was and not uh, something that could being concern you. It, exactly. Okay. So I felt very comfortable and I was never intimidated by people or players right. or, you know, I'm a, I'm a tough female right. type of thing, right. you know. And um, so I was extremely comfortable with it and I did not at all... Um, think, oh, great, this is this is how it's going to be from now on. It, you know, I didn't. Instead, it was more like, I really like this game, and this is a heck of a lot of fun, and it stimulates your 
your mind and your and the excitement and the energy and you know before that I would play when I would uh, maybe some table games you know like blackjack or something right, you know sure. I was never a big player but from that point on it's kind of like that's gambling poker to me all of a sudden no longer became gambling it's a skill. It, you know, I I don't know if I told you this, but I've always used the analogy and said in things like blackjack or the horses or craps or roulette, um, you're putting your money up before the dice is ever rolled or a card is ever dealt or the horse ever leaves the gate. Right. In poker, I put a little bit of money up first, but the majority of my money that I put up is after I get my cards, and I look at the other, you know, and I yeah, the and the strategy and the chips and the players, and that is the biggest difference between looking at any other game versus poker. Uh, just to, uh, to reiterate, uh, it was the 2011 Seminole Hard Rock Showdown, the first really big tournament that put South Florida on the map, yep. and, and uh, obviously put Abby Daniels on the map too, but... Uh, uh, it changed things here in South Florida, and we've come such a long way since then. Uh, did that change how much you played, how, uh, how much you traveled uh, yes. in the game? Sure, sure. Um, and again, I was I was very much a novice. Uh, you know, I still I tried to absorb every single thing that I could from the time I entered my first tournament, which was six months or eight months prior, six months prior. Um, but from that point on, you know, I would play pretty often, four or five days a week, and I played a lot of tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I didn't play as much cash. I played I played some cash, and I think I mentioned to you now. Now yeah, I mostly you, play cash. Yeah, all you know, cash now. yeah. Which you said Kevin did. If people wonder what happened to Kevin, he just kind of quit playing tournaments, right? Yeah, yeah, but Kevin not, plays. Not that he has forgot how to play. Or anything. Oh no, Kevin <laughs> plays all the time. He just he's a cash player. Yeah, okay. Um, obviously, South Florida has come such a long way to almost to really the, the the pinnacle of the game, the zenith of the game. When people think of you know, obviously Vegas is always going to have the World Series. Uh, Atlantic City has their little niche, and uh, you know the the Gulf states, and and there's all kinds of places to play poker, but. People think of South Florida now as, as a top It's one of the, of the top three. Yeah. You know, um, no question about it. There's California, Vegas, and Florida. Okay. I mean, those really are the three areas of the country right. that are known for poker. And as you know from uh, being on my show several times over the years, and uh, we've had many conversations that I've you know, really felt that the last frontier of the game has been women in poker. So yeah. uh, when you burst on the scene there, you really did a lot for women in poker, basically. Uh, you know, we have other friends that have done well. Marsha Wolek uh, was a friend of yours for a long time. Uh, Jackie Scott, who was uh, watching you at the final table the other night, uh, you know, has uh, done her part for yeah. promoting the game. And you actually uh, worked with Marsha on, on the school for a little while that uh, you were teaching poker. Did you enjoy teaching? Yeah, I love it. In fact, I I still do. Okay. Um, in fact, more private couple, stuff now. More private stuff. Yeah. But in fact, the other day, um, I was teaching two women, and they had never sat at a poker table wow. before. Okay. And you know, so um, you know, we did a full training session, and and so I I'm 
very much an advocate for trying to bring women, right. you know, more and more into the game. And it's more a matter of just feeling comfortable to walk into a poker room and sit down and play, even if they're, you know, everybody's goals are different. Right. So, but and that may be their goal. They just want to feel comfortable and, and have, do it have for fun. have fun. Absolutely. Uh, but I look back over the last six years, I can't help feel but feel a little disappointed. Uh, you know. There are more women playing. There are women that have stepped up. You know, you think of some of the the women that have uh, come on the scene the last few years. Uh, Jason's wife, Natasha, uh, Lonnie, Kate Hall, Lonnie and, Harwood, yep. absolutely, and and big names and, and players that have won on the big stage. Uh, we've lost some in the business, like Annie Duke. I don't see very often anymore uh, playing, and some of those names. But uh, I, I look at the World Series of Poker this year. Uh, female participation was about between 4 and 5% for overall, right. but less than 4 for the main event. So that was disappointing to me this year. Yeah, and, you know, when you look at and say that people have either kind of disappeared off the scene or not, you know, everybody measures, um, I guess, their exposure by tournaments yeah. and what and tournaments TV. are you entering and the TV yeah. and, and all of that. And it doesn't mean these players, again, have gone away, you know. Um, I would venture to say, you know, I don't know Annie, but I'll bet you she plays, you know. Um, sure she probably, of course, there's right. other extenuating circumstances with her, obviously, uh, right. you know, that maybe drove her away from the game for a while. And then people have families and that sort of thing, too. I certainly understand that. But uh, I haven't seen... You know, the women uh, participation grow much over the last five years. I, I just feel it just hasn't gotten there. Although I say that and I looked at that picture from uh, the other final table you made in this last series and the four women sitting in the front of the exactly. nine player chop. Exactly. Which was great. Nine player final. Right. The final table. And out of the nine, there were four women. That was out of. Over 1,500 or 1,700, whatever that number was, that entered the tournament. Are you discouraged at all by the, the no, fact that I'm it hasn't grown? No, I'm actually not. Okay. I actually feel just the opposite. I do think that women are um, are entering the scene, you know, okay. more. And I think you, I think um, it used to be that when there was a woman at the table, perhaps um, the male ego might think, oh, good, you know, there's an easy target. Right don't think that's the case any longer. I think, um, you know, any big mixed event, um, I think women are just as respected. Well, two other women we've had on the show, Kate Hall and uh, and Stacy Madison, who's local here and has been on the show many times, have had the head-to-head confrontation uh, in the last year. Uh, Kate with Mike Dentali that was played up big time. And, of course, uh, Stacy after her run-in with William Kasuf last year's World Series, uh, challenged him, and they played over in the Czech Republic, and and both women won, uh, destroyed the other ones. So, uh, you know, I I don't know how much you want to comment on this, but uh, there's a certain aspect of women that you know that I don't know if it's the female intuition or whatever, but there's certain things that that women are able to to read men at, and sometimes that uh, you know I don't know if that can be understated. I would 100% agree, 100% agree. I don't want to give away any of your secrets, yeah. but uh, I'm sure you... Uh, I think that's in life, to, too, Dave. Yeah, I'm know? sure it is. Yeah, yeah I understand. Uh, we're coming off a recent tournament here this past week uh, that finished up uh, over at the Isle Casino, the Florida State Poker Championship, which is their big one. I just want to ask you, before we'll get into the uh, your, your uh, finish there and uh, talk about a few hands and some things there, but just on a general basis... 
I I noticed a tweet you put out this week that you congratulated them for doing such a wonderful job. Yeah. And uh, I all has always been first class. Uh, but I was a big Mike Smith fan, and ever since Mike oh, left... Okay. Well, think, everybody was a big Mike yeah, Smith I mean, fan. How I, could you not be? I mean, still, a lot of the guys there are really like Ralph Brandt and uh, Dave Berman and some of the yeah. other people. But we did lose some good people. Tony left and went to the Hard Rock later. Uh, uh, Jason Heidenthal moved up to uh, Maryland, and we lost some good people there. Yes. But it's still a, it's still a good place, uh, but... It's there's the focus has changed to the smaller player there. Exactly. That's exactly. Uh, do you like it. that? You know, I don't play in all tournaments okay. um, except this once a year, and I actually didn't even know that this series was going on. And the first tournament that I entered, the one that I the final yeah. table, uh-huh. um, I found out that morning oh. <laughs> that it was going on. I said, you know, I think I'll go play this today, and sure enough, you know, um, so. And again, a lot of my focus, however, is also on cash, cash games. I'll, and I, you hear of from a marketing standpoint everything going on with Hard Rock, but I don't hear that much about the other venues. Okay. You know, but like you won't travel down and play at uh, uh, Gulfstream Park or uh, no, even I've in never played there. Okay, I've never Mardi Gras. Played, never played no. there. Okay. Yeah. Um, There's some money to be made at those places. <laughs> That's what I understand. Not actually. for me, of course. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I don't play well enough to take advantage of that. But there is some crazy, loose, uh, loosey goosey play that that can be exploited at some of these places. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm happy. I play. I do play at the Isle. I play cash there. I very much enjoyed the venue there. I think the poker room is probably the nicest yeah. room. Yeah, in nice. South Florida, um, you know the chair, everything about it—the chairs, the TVs, the it's non-smoking—you uh, know, all of that I think is right. very, very attractive um, in playing there. But, um, but from a tournament, and I will say I, they have fairly high cash games um, that are played there. Right. But when it comes to tournaments. Um, Tournament director Stan, I, you know, Stan uh, yeah, okay. not tournament director. I mean uh, the director poker, poker director poker. I think that's you know that's not his forte to focus on the higher end. Just right. what you were saying, the higher end tournaments. Right. Well, I, I remember having Mike Smith on in the very beginning when he they had a fifty three hundred dollar buy in tournament and a million dollar guarantee, and and at that time that was really scary. Was and I talked about talk with Mike and. He had some sleepless nights uh, when they were starting that thing up. So, you know, it's it's not easy. But and and let's face it, the cash games are really what pays the bills at these places. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, I want to get into this. Let's take our first break in the show. We'll come back and talk about uh, the final table. Uh, actually, the main event of the Florida State Poker Championship. Abby uh, finished in fourth place, and we'll talk about her uh, experience there and uh, what else is happening around the uh, the poker world. Uh, she was in Vegas this summer for a little while and. Uh, big tournament coming up at the Hard Rock this uh, starting tomorrow uh, as we talk here. This, that whole series begins Seminole Hard Rock Poker Open. But we'll take a break here on the show, and we'll be back after these messages here on Poker Action Line. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. 
The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. A lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack, and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. WFO Radio NHRA Nitro is all about the NHRA Full Throttle Drag Racing Series. Join Joe at 7 p.m. Eastern each Tuesday night for the first edition of NHRA Nitro. Featuring the NHRA's Alan Reinhardt, Race winners stop by to talk about bringing home the Wally. Every Tuesday night, following NHRA national events, NHRA Nitro is available on demand anytime on the WFO radio application and at WFORadio.com. Back on the show, Big Dave Lemon and Abby Daniels joins me in the studio. Joe will be back uh, hopefully next week or the week after. Uh, we'll get Joe healthy and back in here and certainly uh, miss him in the last couple of weeks. But uh, uh, get the chance to bring some of my people in the studio that I've known for over the years and uh, appreciate them helping out with the show. Uh, hope to line up Michael Tate. You know Michael. He was at your final yeah, table. I that one. Michael. He's a great guy. And he... Uh, he will come in. Chris Bolick, of course, was on the show last week, and we'll work out a couple of things. But um, not everybody is cut out for coming on a radio show and talking about their game. In fact, a lot of people don't even want to do a five-minute interview after they win a tournament, which is, uh, I guess, understandable because, uh, Why? you know. Well, <laughs> the funny thing is, and uh, I, don't, I don't know how much I want to get into this right now, but uh, there's a lot of people with things to hide in the poker world, and we've seen it the last couple of weeks with some local players here. Uh, true, true. I'll, I'll mention that uh, there was on the two plus two form. Do you know Zokarim? Uh huh. He, uh, I guess, overbooked his uh, backers out at Vegas, and uh, some people didn't. He won. Uh, he won like forty thousand in the main event, but I guess he sold a lot more than that and couldn't pay a lot of the people. And uh, he's pretty well liked in uh, tournaments down here. He comes down a lot. I think he's from Orlando, but uh, Matt Lance uh, kind of outed him on uh, on Twitter and and people that got taken and embarrassed him. He apologized and uh, profusely. He's a nice kid, and uh, but some people uh, will do some financial things. Also, uh, one of the other things I wanted to mention on the show was. Uh, 
I follow the South Florida players, obviously, in the main event and see who's left and who's making it. And, um, there was a player from Lantana named Paul Sanat was the uh, highest finisher from South Florida. And it turns out the news has come out now that he was a he owned a small part of some gentleman's club up in West Palm Beach. And there was a shooting there uh, earlier this year. Mm-hmm. He was in a back room, and it was a complete accident, but he had an AK-47. I don't know what he's doing with that. Took it off the shelf, and it went off, and it went through the wall and sh- killed one of their employees. Oh, my goodness. Who was a maintenance guy there. And as it turns out, it was the father of a pretty well-known Florida State wide receiver for the Seminoles, who actually didn't get drafted but signed with the New York Giants uh, right after that. But, uh, you know, the father of a NFL player gets shot at a strip yep. club by one of his fellow Those workers. poker players, I'll tell you. But uh, <laughs> this guy, uh, I, I don't know if, if you heard about him at all. No, but, uh, no, he finished I, 70th in the main event, okay. which was the best South Florida player this year. So. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's going back to the interview thing is I think a lot of guys have little things in their past. They don't know what they're going to be asked. And, uh, you know, I, I, I try to keep things on the positive end, but occasionally we'll throw out a little curveball and, and people don't like getting, uh, you know, put on the spot. I don't think it's great theater or great radio to embarrass somebody, but some people do. So you just don't know who's de- who you're dealing with as far as, uh, the person doing the interviewing. Anyway, um, you know, I, I, the point is, you know, there's a lot of smart people in poker and a lot of really nice people too. And you, right. You know, you can't judge the bad ones for the good ones and that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, uh, what's been your experience over the years with with people you've played with? Uh, have you, have, do you consider the poker world full of great people? <laughs> I don't know. You know, that's a pretty loaded kind of question. But you know, <laughs> it's one look, of my curveballs. Uh, there. Yeah, there's your th- curveball. But look, I. Uh, I don't live the poker world. I play poker a lot. But it is, in fact, um, my friends are not, people that I socialize with are not from the poker community. They're from my my real life, you know, so so to speak. And, um, you know, I I truly try and just be nice to everybody. And I, I don't even... I don't get involved in people's lives. I the only judgments that I have on people are how I see them act at the table right. and to other people. And um and there's my judgment of of treating people. Like I didn't even know that about Zoe and I think really highly of Zoe because I may not know everything about him personally, but I just know he's always nice and kind and he never has a bad word to say and that's my judgment of people and if he he says he made a mistake and i think uh i think he will make good and uh yeah uh, you know he seems like a nice person so i i don't want to ridicule him to bring that up but it is something that people have to be aware of that, exactly. that, that I mean, is happening out there occasionally yeah and really i've only run into i mean less than a handful of people mm-hmm. that i have um an opinion that goes, this person is really bad for the for the game right, right. and to be here. Um, and everybody else, you know, they can have their own little right. skeletons. They can have, they don't pay backers or they don't do this or they're bankrupt. Or they're, I really, it's not my 
um, world, so to speak. And not your place to judge, it's I guess. It's not yeah. my place to judge. Okay. Uh, going back to the uh, women in poker, which we talked about earlier, have you been through some nasty uh, situations where people ridiculed you or, or uh, uh, you know, talked down to you because you are a woman? You know what? I had a, you know, and I think this happened because I was a female. It actually happened last year at Hard Rock. And, in fact, I took a picture of the gentleman. Um, You know, I held up my iPad and just kind of took a picture and sent it to a couple of friends. And I said, do you know who this person is? Because he was so nasty. And then he just goes, I just don't like you. You are a net. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, you don't need to know me. I do volunteer work. I do, you know. It's kind of like, so I believe, I doubt he would have said that. To a man, yeah, you know, the, in did, the, did in your the friends know who he was? Um, they, in fact, I happened to see him walking the halls in Vegas, so I sent it to Nancy Birnbaum, and you, I'm sure you I know, know Nancy. Nancy sure. And and she just said he's somebody from up north, and he's nasty as can be. Yeah, you know, so it's kind of like people develop a reputation of just being nasty people, and there's a couple of them. And um, and I think they maybe find women to be easy if they're easy nasty. Well, the women cowards, are the cowards are always uh, you know? stepping out against. They're, they're, they think they're easier targets. Yeah. That's like the whole. Well, that's the world works that way. Basically, with social media, people have a have a wall to hide behind, and they exactly. don't have to. You know, they can say whatever they want, and they might be five to uh, 110 pounds. Yep. Yeah, uh, but you know it's just. The and way I remember sitting. Um, he was sitting next to Phil, um, Phil Locke at the time at the table, and I had played with Phil on Poker Night in America. Right. You know, in the cash game there, and Phil's eyes like opened up, like he couldn't believe this gentleman, you know, was saying that. But again, I was the only female at the table. And I think um, I probably just beat them in a pot, and they don't like that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Poker Night in America, you bring that up. They're going to be back in town uh, next week, this week and next week. And, uh, of course, they have the big four over at the Seminole Hard Rock. We'll talk about that in the last segment of the show. But I do want to touch back on this tournament uh, before we get too deep. Um, we do have one more break. Let's take a quick break here, and uh, we'll get into the tournament. And then the last segment, we'll talk a little bit about what's coming here in town. But uh, uh, I'm with Abby Daniels, a good friend for, uh, I guess, six years now. It's amazing uh, that uh, I've been doing this show for, for seven now. It's pretty crazy. You don't and look at like a day older than oh, well, one thanks. I first. I appreciate it. <laughs> but uh, we've been over here uh, in uh, Pembroke Pines uh, doing the podcast for like almost five years now, or over five years, I guess. So. Uh, you know, it's been fun, and uh, I never would have given it a chance to last that long. But uh, I certainly uh, am enjoying myself and uh, met a lot of great people over the years. So when we come back, we'll talk about uh, Abby's finish at the Florida State Poker Championship, the main event uh, in the past week. And uh, we'll talk about a couple of interesting hands as well. And then uh, later on, we'll tell uh, talk a little bit about what's still to come. But uh, you're listening to Poker Action Line. You can always pick us up on the Hold'em Radio Network, uh, SoundCloud. Uh, download that app. It's a great app, and you can pick us up very easily there and get information about the show. You can pick us up on iTunes or go to our website at PokerActionLine.com. We'll be back with more of the show after this. This is Poker Action Line. 
This is Big Dave for PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Want to know what's really cool? Your charitable tax-deductible donation every time you play. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com, the feel-good gateway to fun and prizes. Play free. Learn our system. Get 50,000 free chips and play for prizes. Play for scholarships that benefit Caribbean students. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Take it from Big Dave. A win for you is a donation to Caribbean education. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Hey, Billy. Yeah? Do you want to go to the state fair? Yeah. Do you want to ride the roller coaster? Yeah. The big one? Yeah. The one with the reverse flip? <gasps> yeah! Well, you can't. You see, Billy, when you throw away money on wasted electricity, you throw away everything you could have done with it, including going to the state fair. Oh, man. Cheer up. This year, your parents will make it right. They're going to visit energysavers.gov where they'll get tips on how to save energy and money. Then they'll add extra insulation and get a few of those Energy Star appliances. They could save hundreds of dollars a year. And you know what, Billy? What? They'll take you to the state fair <gasps> next year. But I want to go this year. I know you do, Billy. I know you do. Saving energy saves you money. Learn more at energysavers.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. Back on the show, Big Dave and Abby Daniels uh, in the studio tonight when... Uh, we will talk about uh, last week, which was a nice week for you. Of course, you've had some success over the years, and I don't have your exact record here in front of me, but uh, you know, we talked about the uh, the WPT uh, Seminole Showdown, which was in 2011. Since then, uh, uh, you've had some good scores. You've had a couple decent runs out at uh, Vegas in the main event. Uh, uh, not a great year for you, I guess, out there this year? Um, I, You know what? I didn't go till the end. I, Right. Um, so, you know, everything is relative yeah. because a lot of times you you can look at people's, the number of tournaments they cashed in or what they cash, and a lot of times it's relative to the number of tournaments you play. How many did you play well. this year? You played the ladies uh, event, right? I played the ladies and the main um, and the uh, millionaire, uh, okay. um, and I cashed in that one. Okay. I didn't cash in the other two, and I think that's all I played this okay. year. And so you, did you go out and then come back and then go out again? I went out. Time? I played um, two uh, two Venetian uh-huh. events, um, and then I yeah I came back and played the ladies and I came back really just to play the ladies in the main. Okay, and you said you got knocked out on the first day of the main this year. Uh, uh, you did play the ladies, and uh, you know so it wasn't like you just went out to play the main and then last. No, I played the ladies in the main and then came back. I mean, that's huge really disappointment all I for you. Um, you know, I had a lot of backers, you know, we had talked about this, um, this year in the main, and so it was a huge disappointment because I don't like to let, let people down. down. Let people down. Yeah. Is it, uh, is it, it, it ramps up the pressure for you big time, though. It does, yeah. and I'm not going to say that I played my very best, you know, mm-hmm. as a result, okay. I maybe played a little bit more tentative okay. than the Abby Daniels that likes to <laughs> play a little rough. <laughs> jam it in, right, exactly. Uh, so is that the end of that, because of that? The end of what? Getting backed? Oh, no, no, but I... Um, you learned something from it, obviously. Well, no, I've been backed in, in 
other events. You know, I was backed in the Venetian events, and I got to pay people back okay, for that. Okay. You know, um, I enjoy if I'm backed, and I'm happy to pay those people. And I even text. I get their numbers. I text them. I give them a fun sweat. You know, like mm-hmm. if anybody backs me, they get their money's worth, even in in having a good fun sweat. But um, yeah, I just felt. Bad. Okay, uh, I do want to talk about this uh, because you uh, you played in the tournament. Uh, it was event number seven. That was one of the other big ones, a two hundred thousand guarantee, three sixty. I thought it was a five seventy, but it's a three sixty. And you finished at the final table there. There was a big chop. Uh, just real quick about chopping. Uh, do you like to do that, or it was just kind of like I, the way it worked out? Um, it was a little bit the way it worked out. I was not particularly wanting to chop at that point. Um, but the structure of the tournament made it such where there was very little play left. So at that point, everybody, based on the number of blinds, it almost was an all-in, yeah, an all-in or fest. Fold. And I think when the tournament reaches that point, that's when you talk about a chop. Not necessarily based on the number of players. Because it's more out. luck, obviously. Because, because at that point, you know, exactly, one hand is, is all the difference if you just happen to wake up with one hand. But you did make the final table, had a decent payoff, and uh, probably uh, added to your confidence heading into the main. Um, I think what, there was like fourteen or 1,500 people in the main event. Uh, or no, not that no, many. No, no, no. There were 1,500. That was the 15, one you played in. Yeah. Exactly. I guess no, what I got it here. 548, okay, with the buy-in of 1,500. And the uh, prize pool was a 500,000 guarantee, but the prize pool ended up being close to 750,000. Uh, still a nice tournament for this town. And uh, were you doing well right from the start with a pretty good stack as you went through the first no, day? No, the first day um, I went to, di- we start with 30,000 in chips and um, I went to dinner break with Jackie Scott and Jackie had 88,000 and I had 9,800. Wow. I had um, I forgot the number of big blinds, maybe 10 bigs okay. or something. I mean, and but I don't give up, yeah. you know. I know the, the term, the grinder's already taken by Ms. Rocky, but <laughs> if he didn't have it, that could be me. <laughs> but you, uh, you went into uh, day two, um, kind of like, I guess, uh, right I went in the middle in of high. the pack, would you no, say? No, 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 I went in the top. Uh, oh, yeah, there you are, 231,000 going into day two. Yeah, uh, so, so from you're dinner. In top 15 or so. Right, so we get back from dinner, and in with my 9,800, um, coming back from dinner break, we played a few more levels, and, and I went on a nice little heater from 9,800 and bagged 231,000. Okay, and then you came back uh, for the for the final day with, there were 17 people left, you were in uh, uh, ninth place at that point with right, so uh, 959,000. Yeah, it turned out to be a three-day tournament. So day, you know, we had all the day ones. Everybody right. came back. I think there were 150 that came back for day two, and my 231. I came back pretty strong, and I um, for day in bagged for day two, and there were 17 people that came back for day three. Right. Uh, so you made the final table, and uh, um, you were fairly low on, on the on the chip counts. I think at one point, and you. In the middle of the afternoon, you went on a little roll, and mm-hmm. we talked about it there that night. But you knocked two guys out, uh, Michael Newman and seven, three guys, three altogether. Uh, Michael Newman, I think you knocked out, and uh, I, I forget who else you knocked out. It was there, a but. gentleman to my right that was a little bit shorter than I was, okay. and Roberto. And, and Tony Roberto. I mean, yeah. Tony. Uh, so anyway, uh, 
there was a, you were up there, and actually right around the dinner break, you had the chip lead uh, with five left. Yeah, sad. Not to remind you. Very sad. Uh, but about four and a half million, and uh, uh, things started to change a little bit. Uh, Josias uh, Santos uh, took the chip lead, and there was a hand. Uh, the winner was D- Daryl Jace, by the way. He's from Saugus, Massachusetts, and uh, he was the winner. Uh, we'll get into uh, Sam uh, in a minute because he made a huge comeback, which was great. But um, Jace won 142,000 for first place. But he really the the hand of the tournament uh, came when there were two tens on the board and two deuces, and uh, I think the other card was a nine. But I, I can't remember if there was a possible flush draw on there or not. But he went up against uh, Josias, and who really had not much. He had, I think, ace-six or something. So he's got ace-high, basically, against with the two-pair on board. And Jace was holding a 10 and went into the tank for a pretty long time. And uh, after he showed the 10, decided to call. Uh, you know, I, I was shocked. I thought, you know, how could he even possibly think about getting away from that hand? But he mentioned something about, well, I thought the guy might have had quads. Well, he kept saying, you know, and it's funny because I had... I folded pre-flop ace-deuce, and the board came. Oh, you came, did? Okay. I did, uh, and um, and I remember wow. the deuce coming on the It was one on, on the, the flop, flop and one, and on, the one on the turn, right. and I'm going, you know, if I had called with ace-deuce, I'd probably be out, because at that point, once that turn came, yeah. you know, I mean, he might, I think he would have called me with his 10, yeah. um, Jace, so... But I couldn't believe he tanked for as long as he did. Yeah. He's got the top full house, and he kept saying, I'm afraid you have quads. I'm afraid you have quads, you know. <laughs> it's like, you know, if he's got quads, he's got quads. Pretty crazy. But uh, you, you knocked Tony out in, in fifth place, and uh, you still were one of the shorter stacks, I think, at that point. So you were pretty much grinding away, trying to move up. Um Josias uh, ended up finishing third. You got knocked out in fourth place. Uh, you had pocket sixes, and did you feel? It seemed like you were kind of sliding down a little bit that time. You're starting to get a little short, and uh, I was just wondering what your thought process was. You went in against Daryl Jace. He had ace nine suited. You had pocket sixes. Uh, you went all in before the flop. What was your thought no, process? No, well, he went all in. And I called. Oh, you're right. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, when I looked down at my hand, I knew I was going all in on that anyway. I had like 12 bigs. I mean, to pick up a pair, we're four-handed, you know, at that point, and to get any pair. And Daryl was extremely aggressive. He had mountains of chips compared to anybody else. Right. And he played it very well. Um, you know, he really, he put the pressure on everybody. And he, there was not one hand that I can remember that he didn't, you know, either three bet, four bet, raise. You know, I mean, he mm-hmm. he really put pressure on. So he um, came around to him in the button, and he just said, "I'm all in," because he saw Sammy in the small blind was relatively short. Me in the big blind was relatively short. So right. it didn't right. hurt him to go all in at that point. And I snap called him. Yeah. And I'm a favorite. <laughs> I guess, what is the percentage on that? I'm um, like 55%. Okay, 55, 45? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, you get knocked out. You won $45,000, and that left the final three. Uh, Santos made two plays that I thought were uh, the one hand we just talked about where he he called with the A6, and uh, Daryl had the, the full house. Uh, then when he got knocked out, he was holding queen-seven offsuit, 
and uh, jammed against uh, Jesu at Pocket Kings. You know, really, right. really not a good time. Uh, you know, I mean, who am I to, to find fault with the way you play? But it just seemed like, you know, uh, being in that long and then uh, what is he thinking there, you think? Maybe just that he just wanted to bluff him off the hand? Um, you know, I think he went in, he went all in first. I think, I think maybe so, yeah. Jace might have raised and then he went in all, you know, over the top. And I guess, you know, he just said any big card. And it was one of those things again. I mean, Jace was every hand raising right. so um he didn't put him on that on a big hand i think he was just hoping he would fold yeah uh one of your friends that did you play in some games with sam mayor becker uh, yep. mayor backer i guess is, is pronounced uh was late in the game and uh, he's got to be thrilled when uh josias uh, goes all in with queen seven <laughs> and he sees that hand and he ends up moving up uh from I think sixty six thousand or something like that to ninety nine thousand guaranteed, but he went into the final and uh, you obviously had, had gone home after a long long day there and I stuck around to, to maybe try to talk to some of the guys after the tournament and the the chip count was like fourteen million to two million yeah and uh, it looked like it was going to be over they talked uh, chop real briefly at the beginning of it. Uh, Sam was looking for a little bit of concession, which he wasn't getting, so decided to continue to play. Have you talked to him since the tournament? Yeah, so Sam and I are in, we played together on Monday night okay. in, in cash game, and um, he was one of my backers. <laughs> oh, oh wow, okay. So I'm very friendly, and I text okay. him and everything, and I'm so happy for him. Yeah. Um, and I guess I was probably happy enough because I sloughed off about eight hundred thousand in chips yeah. on a hand that he had. Right. He had a big flush. You but know, wait, but so, so what is his? Uh, we'll, we'll get it from you. Uh, what are his thoughts? Not chopping. What was he looking for? And, and basically decide to play it out. Yeah. So I, I mean, I didn't talk to him, you know, oh, about that. So okay. I can't answer that okay. on the chop. But and I think Sammy's thrilled. You know, to have second place. Well, he's you know, he basically was on a short. he's basically on a free roll when when Josias, who had a lot more chips, chips than him, gets knocked out. He gets a guarantee that he's at least going to get second place. You know, when we were six or seven handed, Sammy was down to nothing. Mm -hmm. I mean, literally, right. like a couple of big blinds, and that was it. They so, were they were pink. It was a small stack, but they were pink chips. Yeah, but he had like three <laughs> or four hundred thousand in chips, and right. everybody else, I think, the next. Size stack was about 1.4 million. Yeah. I mean, so, um, you know, Sammy gave some walks in the small blind. He right. played it well. Yeah. He played it very well, and I'm well, real happy for him. He absolutely battled back. It was shocking to me that he just didn't say, well, okay, I, I'll, I'll take the 99 and we'll see you. But uh, they played, and he, he picked up a few small hands and started getting back. Then he uh, had one big hand that he won, and it wasn't quite a double up, but it got him back to even. And that's when I sent the text to you. Uh, right. All of a sudden, from a seven to one chip count, it's now tied. So, uh, so uh, you know, it was, it was. I'm saying to myself, wow, this thing could last for another couple hours. So I'm, I'm going to go home. So I didn't see the end of it, but uh, Jace actually. Won the tournament when uh, Sam had uh, pocket tens Ten running into kings. aces. I or, think it was aces. Oh, yeah. okay, aces. Yeah. So pocket aces, and uh, uh, you know, Jace wins the tournament. Uh, pretty much dominated last half of the final table. But the one thing I was going to ask you was, you played with a bunch of these people the whole last couple of days. Danny Schiff 
dominated the tournament for a long time, all of a sudden he's out in sixth place. So it can happen uh, just it like ha- that. Exactly, exactly. And I, um, it's why it's you know every player should remember it's okay to grind away. Like don't get nervous when you get even down to ten or eight big blinds, you know, I mean, right. it takes, in fact, after dinner, when I had that 9,800 in chips or whatever, I quadrupled up because I had so little in chips. I got it in with ace-queen, and I got four callers, you know, so ace-king and something, whatever, and I won the hand, a queen spiked, and you quadruple up. I mean, it really, in poker, um, in a tournament like that takes one one pivotal hand. Right. Chris Bullock was on the show. He won a bracelet this summer yeah. out in Vegas and told us on the show last week that three different times he was down to three big blinds. So right. he almost got eliminated several times. So a big lesson to be learned there that you just don't give you up. You don't give up. And by the same token, no matter how big your chip lead is, it's never safe. Exactly. So uh, easy to say, but when you're sitting at the table, it's... Uh, you know, I looked at Jace and I thought, wow, this guy's coming back on him. He looks pretty tight, you know. It's got to be affecting him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you weren't there by, at that point, but, um, you know, there's a lot of emotion in those uh, late in those tournaments. Yeah, no, there is. There is. Although, um, yeah, yeah. I would think there is. Okay. It doesn't bother me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's for other people to worry about. Okay. Uh, so uh, not your biggest cash ever, but probably biggest in a while, I would guess. 45000 pretty nice. Yeah. And uh, you've had some nice scores over the years, but uh, uh, does it renew your uh, desire to uh, to play and play more? doesn't change anything for me. Um, you know, last year I took down the daily for 33 three I guess at okay. the WSOP. Um and but again because I, I play a lot of cash now, which pay which is really my bread and butter in poker. Okay. Um and in the tournaments you just hope to get that one big one. Yeah. You know, you want to win the hard rock yeah. coming up. Absolutely. <laughs> so you'll be playing in that. We'll talk about that and what's upcoming. Also wanna say a few words about your daughter who's uh, oh, uh forging you. her own career. We'll come back and uh, finish things up with Abby Daniels here on tonight's edition of Poker Action Line. We'll be back after these messages. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. A lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, The prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. 
As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean. You can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration, and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. Welcome back. Final segment of the program. Big Dave Lemon tonight. Uh, guest hosting with me is uh, Abby Daniels. And uh, we're talking about her uh, her final table finish at the uh, Isle Casinos Florida State Poker Championships that just ended. Uh, things don't slow down now. That's since the uh, Vegas uh, action is completed. Uh, people go uh, all over to their hometowns and their other places. But for us, that means everybody comes here for August and then, uh, you know, obviously we have the Seminole Hard Rock Poker Open with its big four. Poker Night America is going to be here. they got some other things uh, going on as well. Uh, there's going to be uh, something called the, jeez, uh, uh, I forget the name of it now, but uh, it's, it's kind of a cash. It's called King of the Hill. Uh, I don't know if you heard about this, but after the regular games are open uh, or are done or completed, they're going to be traveling the Poker Night in America crew is going to travel up to uh, Schenectady, New York, uh, the Rivers Casino, and they got a special tournament that's going to face off uh, four uh, players, Phil Helmuth, Daniel Negreanu, not Negreanu, I'm sorry, uh, Frank Casella, uh, Daniel Cates, and Doug Polk. They're each putting up $50,000 of their own money, and they're going to play a heads-up competition. Uh, I guess it comes kind of round-robin, and the, the winner is going to take all. And they're going to shoot this all for TV. So another great idea. And the Poker Night in America, you played on the show uh, before. They had the ladies event one year or a couple of different years. They do a nice job of coverage. And uh, it's great for the game. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, What's it like to play in front of the cameras like that? Uh, How how does it change your game? Yeah, it probably does, you know, a little bit. Um, You're certainly aware that there's cameras there. But um, you know, you want to look good. <laughs> you know, yeah. you don't—you certainly don't want to look bad. You don't know what's going to be filmed because on these shows they're picking. You know, you might play a hundred. You know, there might be eighty hands dealt, and they're going to pick five. They, hands they always total, show the worst possible you know? one, right? <laughs> so, um, you know, or the most excited—the ones that's going to appeal to the audience, Exciting, whether good or very, not good. It, it is easy to be embarrassed if you play a hand and you just go, "Oh, no, I know, I know they're going to show that." Like one I now. did such a good bluff against Phil Helmuth, and I was so disappointed it wasn't aired. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh! Exactly. But before that, of course, they're here in South Florida. The Seminole Hard Rock uh, starts tomorrow, which is uh, August third, as we tape the show here. Uh, you're going to play in that tournament. Yes. It's, a, it's the first one, which always has a it has a million dollar guarantee, so uh, it gets the tournament off to a great start. And then later on, they'll have the uh, the 1100, the the main event, which is 5250, uh, with a single reentry. They'll also have a high roller and a 2650, and then all four final days are played at the same time and, and streamed live, which is always a lot of fun over there at the Seminole Hard Rock. So I'll be over there for some of that, but. Uh, uh, you'll play how many tournaments of that one? 
Um, I'll probably play. You can play the high roller, twenty-five grand. No, that's not my. You know, <laughs> um, I'm retired. You know, like <laughs> so, but I, you know, I'll certainly play the main. You know, the fifty-two fifty. Um, I usually don't like tournaments that have like eight entry yeah. days, but uh, I'll fire one. You know, I think one of the things also that's changed is that I really gotten where. I try and just one bullet right. in a tournament. So, if, if if it's necessary, will you go back again? I mean, uh, is it an emotional thing that, that if you really get mad at how you got knocked out and that sort of thing that you can't control yourself and run right back to the window? Um, I have. <laughs> I think everybody <laughs> has, of course. <laughs> you know, I try and control it, but I'm not saying that I always can, but I'll try to. Well, as I, I mentioned, uh, that gets underway as we do the show here tomorrow, so then next week will be the big tournaments, and we'll bring you more coverage next week on the show. But I wanted to uh, talk about your daughter a little bit. Uh, I did get a chance Thanks. to meet her once. Uh, Callie is uh, a drummer, and I remember she was years in the in the band uh, at the high school, right? Exactly, exactly, yes. Yeah. She's um, she's in a and she does two things. Um, one, she's a drummer in a band called Black and Cream, and Cream is C R E M E, and they did a Kickstarter campaign to raise twenty five thousand dollars, which they they raised. They play to sold out audiences all throughout South Florida. They uh, played in New York. They Last weekend, they were in L.A. and played, and they're really making a name for themselves. And they have an album coming out. And they're well, cutting an, an album, album now. It's a CD you know? or whatever. So, um, <laughs> yeah. A, a down, an MP3 download. <laughs> uh, life has changed, obviously. But, if but it, it would be wonderful, you know, even just going to Facebook on their Facebook page, uh, Black and Cream. And I think it's all written out like as one word, Black and Cream. Black and Cream. And, uh uh, one of the girls w- had a record contract before that's the lead singer, uh, uh, Callie's the drummer. These are very professional players, you know, that have come together. Three guys, so, three girls. Yep, And exactly. uh, do you go to a lot of shows, their shows? I stuff? try to, yeah. you know, I try to, to go when I can. A lot of times I'm playing poker, Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what... Uh, are you happy that she's in that world? I guess, you know, there's good well, and bad things about it, right? Yeah. Um, so that's not her um, her income or life. She is a uh, fitness trainer. Okay. So she's a personal trainer, and she owns a company called Somebody, S, which is S-U-M, Body Fitness. Oh, okay. And um, so somebodyfitness.com. And um, she she works out of a studio, like her own you know, place, and she works at a place called AFIT, and she's doing extremely well. I mean, she's working 12-hour days right now with personal training. And some of the places they play are up in, uh, I guess, in West Palm Beach area? For the band, yeah, okay. exactly. And uh, they have a, so they have a uh, Facebook site, which has a great story about how they formed the band, and, and it's really pretty interesting. Uh, I guess... You'll get more publicity if she makes it big. Then uh, you'll find out about her mom, the poker, <laughs> poker star. Uh, pretty interesting. Uh, Callie Daniels, uh, Black and Cream. Check out the uh, the Facebook site and also, uh, you know, I guess they'll probably have Twitter feeds yep. and, and that sort of thing exactly. too. You can follow the group. Well, how would you uh, 
describe their music? And most of their music is originals. They're not a cover band. Okay. They're really doing originals. And maybe like alternative rock, you know, kind of soft rock. So pretty much rock, a rock band, maybe kind of soft rock uh, type m- of thing. Melodic type And stuff. everything has a message, you know, a very, okay. very deep message yeah. to it, to all their music. And uh, did you uh, look up where their next gig is? Um, I think it's at Stash coming up. Oh, in, uh, that's maybe, right, at maybe, Stash. Maybe in uh, August. In Fort Lauderdale. Okay. So check it out. Uh, you can get all the information on the website. Black and Cream uh, uh, with an ampersand uh, in between or A-N-D? No, just A-N-D. Just A-N-D. Yeah. Okay. Black and Cream. Callie Daniels. Uh, Thank look you, Look forward to seeing that. Thanks. Uh, so that's going to about do it for the show for us. Uh, just what are your plans outside of the hard rock? Will you be traveling to something big? I Do don't you travel. You know, um, since hard rock, since Tony Burns went to hard rock, he has done a phenomenal oh job yeah, of bringing has. these tournaments. Um, and they're willing to put up, you know, and back the, the guarantees. And people from all over the country yeah. really are coming to the hard rock. And um, so there's... Not as much need for local players to have to travel. Which is nice. I really don't travel. Uh, You know, obviously you have the family and, uh, you know, you live uh, not too far from the Hard Rock, so it's always nice to sleep in your own bed and not have to do the hotel thing. So uh, uh, after that, uh, you say you haven't played that many WPT events. Uh, You kind of just take it easy after the the Hard Rock now for a while? I pick a – after Hard Rock, I'll probably pick – Maybe a one or two tournaments to go to. Okay. Um, but I probably only play maybe less than ten tournaments a year, something like that. Yeah, is what I do. Well, when you play, you play well. Obviously, uh, yeah. you know. Congratulations on the, uh, the great finish this past week. Also, we'll let people know that at the Hard Rock later in September will be the uh, circuit event, which will bring in a whole exactly. different group of people. Uh, has a totally different niche in the game, but. Uh, you know, people love to come to South Florida. I think that's Florida. coming to Coconut Creek, right? It uh, is, but the Coconut Creek event is, is in February. Okay. Uh, the, the Seminole Hollywood uh, one is in late September. Right. So September okay. and October. So uh, they're they're pretty much dominating the scene here in South Florida, and it's kind of understandable that they are. But uh, certainly uh, a lot of fun to uh, have the national-type players come in here, and uh, I'll definitely see you over there. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, thanks for being with us. Gio, thank you for all the help as usual. Uh, our best wishes go out to uh, Joe Rodriguez as he uh, recovers from his medical issues, and we look forward to having him back as soon as possible. Uh, who's going to be here in the studio with me next week? I'm not sure, but we'll find somebody but good. Thanks for all you do, by oh, the way, thank you. For, to really raise the visibility. Well, South we try Florida to poker. bring it up in South Florida. It's really me and Nick Sordle, really, uh, the ones who do all the coverage here in town. But uh, we certainly enjoy doing it. And uh, it's been fun. Uh, it's been seven years and hope another seven more coming. Thanks for being with me, Abby. And uh, we'll see everybody next week on another edition of the show, Poker Action Line. We'll catch you then. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies. 